Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to violetdefense.com for more information. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the podcast and go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed when you see what their products can do for you. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank our good friends at Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth programs up through high schools and colleges, and even professional teams are using Huddle to raise the level of performance of their teams. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams at the colleges and universities you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. 
Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you to the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we also want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to Kentucky today, and we're going to visit with Amy Elliott. Amy's a certified athletic administrator, and she's the athletic director at Kentucky Country Day School in Louisville, Kentucky. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we're excited to hear what's going on in your part of the state. Uh, you know, we, we chatted a little bit uh, before we came on about uh, COVID, but we'll, we'll save that for later. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and, and how your path has led you to your current position at uh, Kentucky Country Day. Absolutely. So I grew up in um, kind of the suburbs of New York in a place called Hopewell Junction, New York, went to John Jay High School and um, played three sports there and wound up choosing field hockey kind of as the patent, what I was most passionate about. So I went up playing division one field hockey at Wake Forest, um, from like 1995 to 2000. And what brought me or got me to Louisville was my husband at that time was from Louisville. And so I've been here since 2000. And when I first got here in Louisville, I was a teacher and a field hockey coach at Ballard High School, which is a public high school right down the street for the first five years. And then in 2005, I got offered the position here at Kentucky Country Day School to be um, a teacher, a coach, and kind of an associate athletic director. And that's where I kind of started thinking about administration just briefly, you know, it was kind of just on the radar. It was only kind of part of what I was doing. Um, and, you know, here I am 15 years later, um, not teaching, I was an upper school math teacher, uh, dean of students, coach field hockey, coach lacrosse, and now I've transitioned this year as my first year just as being the athletic director for KCD um, for K through 12 programs. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit. And again, as you were rattling off those uh, positions, you know, dean of students and assistant coach, I was just having flashbacks to my own days at, uh, you know, the independent school. Uh, talk a little bit about that transition. You know, you were the associate AD and typically wearing a lot of different hats. And now you are the AD, you know, in year two of COVID, you know, what's it like? What's been some of the, uh, the challenges? What's been some of the exciting things that have happened? Yeah, absolutely. I've really enjoyed um, my new role here and I, I love KCD. So I'm so blessed and fortunate to be able to kind of take on the role as athletic director. Um, you know, I think there's, there's always goods and bads about being in the same place. You know, one of the positives, again, I love it here. Um, I've had my feet, you know, wet for, for years of knowing kind of how things run, being friendly and having relationships and rapport with other athletic directors around the city. So that's been nice. And I think a little easier to transition. Um, 
from, you know, if I were just to be an athletic director at a brand new school. Um, so those are obviously great things. You know, some of the things that I need to kind of work through and, and, and that I'm trying to work on is making it my own, you know, making it, it it's kind of Amy Elliott's kind of program now and what I think that I think we can do better and make those changes um, and making sure that, you know, we're not radically changing things, but obviously, hey, I need to put my new, a new twist and a new spin and kind of get my, you know, stamp on what I would like for our best athletic program at KCDB to be. Um, so I've, I've learned a lot of things that I didn't know, you know, cause there are so many things you don't know, you don't know till, you know, so that, that that's probably the, the biggest challenge is being like, wow, um, <laughs> I didn't know you had to do that, or I didn't know that was happening or, um, so it's definitely a learning curve, even having the relationships, even having the time spent here and a great mentor, um, Tim Green was my former athletic director, just phenomenal, um, in every way. And so he's, you know, he's consulting now he, he's great. And I learned so much from him. So I'm so lucky that I have such a great base, um, of learning from him and just taking a lot of the, you know, um, courses and the LTIs, all that's been so helpful in, in my growth and, and learning to kind of be a, a better leader, a more effective leader for sure. Yeah, very cool to hear. We're going to talk about those two topics uh, later on. For our listeners, we're visiting with Amy Elliott, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Kentucky Country Day School in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to be back with some more, but let's take our first break and hear from one of our podcast sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our good friends at Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. We've got a Huddle Focus in our gym, and it is fantastic. Our volleyball and basketball coaches just love it. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from the college and the youth levels up through high school and college programs, and even professional teams are using Huddle to help them play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We're back with Amy Elliott, Certified Athletic Administrator from Kentucky Country Day School. Amy, um, you mentioned earlier, you know, you're one of your mentors. And in our profession, you know, mentorship, leadership is so important. Uh, none of us got here by ourselves. So tell us a little bit more about the people that have helped you along the way and uh, helped you become the athletic administrator that you are. Absolutely. So, um I think my biggest influence was obviously my my athletic director that I worked under um, for, I guess, 14 years. Um, so Tim Green, um, we started together I guess, in 2005, and he just was always such a great mentor in so many different ways um, where he gave me the autonomy to learn, but um, at the same time was always challenging me, making sure that, um, giving me directives of, hey, yeah, you need to start go to these conferences, go to the local conference, go to the state conference, go to the national conference, you know, like giving me opportunities for professional development. 
Um, and I started taking some of the LTI courses and that's where I started just eating it up where I'm like, I, I really like this more than I thought I would. Um, and I started working towards certifications of my RAA and then um, my CAA. And I'm actually closing, close to completing my CMMA. I'm actually just doing my project right now. And um, I've, I think what I love the most about being in the athletic community, as opposed to not being a teacher um, or being a coach, there's so much that people share, but then there's kind of a limit where they stop. So, you know, it's like, hey, I'll give you some of my math tests or some of my math, but I may not give you everything. And the first thing that I found so awesome about the athletic community and very different to the other um, kind of just slices of life that I, I was a part of was, was the camaraderie between anybody in the room, um, no matter where they were from, what kind of school they were from, big, small, you know, country, rural, city, you know, independent, private, parochial, um, how open everyone was to helping each other. And that it was made clear at the very beginning, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. A lot of us have been doing this longer than others. And so use us as peer mentors and helpers, especially those of you who are new into the profession um, and just learning about what are some good practices or, you know, what companies do you use or how do you, you know, make a handbook? Um, I think I just really embrace that because I've been a part of other communities that I don't feel like are as welcoming. Um, and that to me was awesome. Um, not only learning so much that I did through those courses um, and enjoying that and kind of just challenging myself, but meeting new people and networking in not only locally, but, you know, regionally and nationally. Um, that's, I think, one of the most fun parts, you know, like being in Colorado um, this winter, just, again, meeting people in my LTI courses that I can call upon and say, hey, can you help me figure out this PA announcement or what do you do? And, you know, not only is the response immediate, but it's always positive and anything I can do to help, let me know. So I've, I've really enjoyed that. Hey, you're so right about the organization. I got involved with our state association and then NIAAA, you know, late in my career and was just bowled over at exactly what you said, you know, how welcoming and encouraging uh, everyone was. Um, talking about, you know, the CMAA process, um, what were maybe a couple of courses that you took or even workshops that kind of stick out as, you know, important steps in that whole process of formulating your project and making it come off? Yeah, um, you know, every course was so interesting and so helpful in so many ways. I mean, from, I recently took a course on like the PA announcing, um, just cause I was like, I don't think we do as good of a job as I would like, or some, you know, some sports do better than others or some people. And I was like, I feel like that's my job to say, hey, instead of having this expectation, I've got to give you a layout of what I expect and what I want you to do and raise that bar for all our PA announcers, not just for our football team or not just for our basketball team. Um, so, um, you know, I took a course in field maintenance just because, again, I'm not, I have such a great maintenance staff here that I don't know the ins and outs of grass and soil. And, and so there's things that, again, like I said, I didn't know I needed to know about that those courses have been extremely helpful um, in just getting experts to tell me about specific things that are going to be applicable to daily, weekly, monthly things that I'm gonna have to do. It's not just information that's gonna go somewhere. It's totally applicable almost immediately, most times um, to my job and what I could do to make my school and my athletic program better. Um, my project is actually, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I guess the LTI courses that 
that stuck the most from from the from the project that I'm working on is um, some of our legal issues, and then also just organizational management, um, as well as kind of like a the peer leadership or, or leadership councils among students. I got a phone call from a parent to meet, um, and and you know any course of just how to deal with difficult parents and things like that. Anything I've taken is they all kind of apply. I feel like she and I had a conversation, and it was wonderful. So we are a K through twelve independent school. Um, we're not, uh, so we're private, but we are not affiliated religiously. Um, we're very diverse um, in many ways from religions, um, you know, races, identities, gender. So we're, we're very, I would say a more liberal school than, than, than a lot, um, especially in Kentucky. And we have a fairly large Muslim population at our school. And so we have females, um, some females that are Muslim that have religious requirements to be um, covered up. So from a hijab to long sleeve and, and leggings. Well, our uniforms don't always, pretty much none of them will fulfill that requirement. And so the girls would still play sports, but kind of have to get gear on their own or, um, you know, we're Nike schools, so we've got some great Nike uniforms and they would just have to figure out what would match and, and whatnot. So long story short, my project is, working um, with BSN and Nike, and we've created kind of items for these girls that are gonna be specific matching to our uniforms um, that will be available at all times for all teams so that when they put on the school uniform, they are still in another uniform that is adhering to what they need to for their religious values. Um, and as well as some of it's, I've kind of tied into girls' body image. Um, you know, some of the uniforms are pretty shorter. They're a tank top and not all girls want to wear that. And providing them alternatives and modifications to still represent the school and still be able to wear a uniform, but do it so that they feel valued um, and that they feel welcomed and included um, with whatever requirements they are, they are either given or they choose to have. So that's kind of what we were working on. So I did a little photo shoot with some of the girls and um, BSN is sending that in. And so it's, it's been pretty, it's been exciting. It's been fun and exciting. And I've really enjoyed working on it. Oh, very cool. Uh, I, I wish I, I was on certification for years and uh, got to see all those projects. Uh, I wish I was still there. Um, for our guests or for our listeners, excuse me, you know, we're visiting with Amy Elliott, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Kentucky Country Day School. We're going to be back with some more, but let's take another break and hear from one of our sponsors. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. You heard me say that we have a sideline interactive video score table in our gym, and it's fantastic. We use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies. We use it for signing ceremonies. It's a tremendously versatile tool, and you really should check it out. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Hey, we're back with Amy Elliott, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Kentucky Country Day. 
Amy, now's the time of the program where we try to share some best practices. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that uh, you guys do at Kentucky Country Day, or maybe even initiatives that you have uh, brought in that you're really proud of, that you can sit back and, and say with equal parts, pride and humility, boy, we really do a great job. Uh, do you have anything you can share with us? Yeah, um, you know, I do think we do a lot of things well. Um, I, I do um, want to tout our school a bunch for that. Um, you know, one thing that, I guess in terms of initiative, so one of the things that I wanted to do a better job of um, was just enhancing our communication and social media presence. Um, we just hadn't taken advantage of that, um, you know, and whether or not our generation really understands it. Um, it is what it is. You know, you've got to you've got to keep up with it. That's what kids are looking at. Parents are looking at. Um, they're trying to see. You know, that that is something that you have to to take a hold of um, and use it to your advantage. So, one of the things that I kind of did this year was we are doing something called um, it's called Games of the Week, and basically um, every high school, middle school game, I will list those. Um, we'll put it in kind of this fun format. And that goes not only email to the teachers, so that way I always say, you don't have any, you know, you did not know about it because we're telling you, you know, on Sunday before, here when the games are, here, you know, home and away. So if you can get out to a game and support the kids, because that's something I know in our school, but I, I do think it's nationwide is just getting attendance to games, whether it's kids, but definitely adults and the faculty. Um, it's just difficult. And I hate it because I know so much can be learned by those staff members and faculty members about the kids. You know, they're so different, some of them on the athletic field or on the court than they are in the classroom. And there's such a benefit. Um, and the kids love it. They love seeing their teachers and their you know, administrators at the games. And um, this is one way for me to say, okay, you know, yes, it's on a calendar. Yes, you could look it up here, but I'm gonna try to put it in your face as much as I can because I want you supporting our student athletes and they want you there. So we do something called Games of the Week. Um, so it will be sent out to all the students, all the faculty. Um, and then it's also, it's on our social media website. And then it's also on our, what we call a Bearcat Weekly. So it goes out to all the parents. So the Sunday night before they see all the games for the upcoming week. So maybe if their son has a middle school game at six, but there's a upper school game at seven, maybe they plan on staying. Um, just trying to get more communication about all the activities that we have going on at KCD. You have so many teams um, with, especially being such a small school and just making sure to tout all of those equally is another thing I've been trying to do, especially in the, you know, being a female um, in a more male driven profession is, is making sure that the girls feel just as hurt. So our girls soccer team gets just as many social media shout outs or um, night games or whatever it is, senior banners, they are going to feel just as loved upon as, as, as our maybe sports that are more successful or sports that are just more popular, um, you know, or just maybe, you know, your football or basketball or whatever, you know, whatever it might be in your area um, that is just more popular. Um, that has definitely been something that's been important to me is having as much equity as possible, um, listening to my constituents of, um, so I've done a, I've created a student athlete leadership team, I call it like a SALT team. And I've worked with individuals from, I had one in the fall for all our fall sports, two to three kids from those teams, um, just getting a pulse um, on, hey, how are things going? What, what, you know, if you could dream, tell me, what would you love? What would you change? Um, you know, like our golf 
team was like, we would love to get a golf simulator on campus. And I'm like, I'm not sure if it can happen, but you know, I want, I want to hear these things, you know, tell me, tell me your dreams and we'll see what we can do, you know? And um, that's really been helpful for me because leaving the classroom, you know, you have such a great relationship with the kids being a coach, you establish rapport with kids that I think, you know, you just don't get on the same level, even as a teacher, being the athletic director now and not in those roles, I've got to be intentional about continue to have relationships with the kids. And so the, the student athlete leadership team was one way to continue to have those relationships, establish the trust. So they feel comfortable talking to me about things that are great, things that need work, um, things that they, you know, dream of, um, what, what can I do to help support them and make them feel heard and um, just as important as everybody else? So that's one of the biggest things, I guess, is, is the communication, um, equity, listening, um, and just having an open door policy of, you know, yeah, come in anytime and tell me, you know, please let me know what I can do. And sometimes I might be able to help, sometimes I won't, but I still want to hear, you know, what you've got going on. Uh, I love all those ideas. They all relate back to kids. You know, we say our, our business is all about kids. Your game of the week, uh, we did that at, at one of my schools the last few years, and uh, we actually turned it into kind of a challenge uh, for our faculty. And again, you and I were both at, uh, you know, independent schools, so it's maybe a little bit different, but we uh, challenge a, a teacher, a faculty member to bring uh, as many of their students you know could be one class could be the entire day to that particular game it might be a swim meet or it might be a middle school soccer game and then whoever showed up uh with the most kids and typically we'd have three or four teachers vying for it we okay. gave um, that teacher uh, and those students a, a pizza lunch and there were five or six different pizza parlors in the city that you know um they would sponsor that you know so i only got hit up maybe once a month uh, and just turned into one of those things that kind of grew and we had a lot of fun with it. We ended up giving pizza to everybody, every teacher that would show up. Uh, but uh, great stuff. Um, always, uh, always love to hear those ideas. We'll do this again at the end of the podcast. But Amy, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and I really encourage you to do so, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Um, emails is best. Um, do you want me to say that out loud? Mm -hmm. Sure. So it's my name. It's Amy, A-M-Y dot Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T at K-C-D dot O-R-G. So Kentucky Country Day, K-C-D dot O-R-G. Okay. Very cool. Uh, once again, Amy Elliott, Certified Athletic Administrator from Kentucky Country Day in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to be back with some more wisdom, but uh, let's take another quick break and we'll uh, hear from one of our sponsors. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support of the podcast. You know, Wall of Fame is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We're back with Amy Elliott, the Athletic Director at Kentucky Country Day School. Amy, uh, last 
several um, uh, weeks, we've been asking our athletic directors this, this question that kind of revolves around coaching toughness. Uh, a long time ago when I was in high school, you know, it was very common for coaches to say, come on, you know, you got to suck it up. You got to be tough. And I think nowadays, you know, we encourage coaches to, you know, try to do it in a different way. So how does an athletic director or a coach help kids to become tough while also being aware of and sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing? Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I mean, I think especially in, in the times that we're living the last couple of years in terms of COVID, there's even a heightened uh, sense of wellness and making sure that the, yeah, the social, emotional, mental health of the student athlete is, is first and foremost. Um, you know, as a coach, I guess myself, I'm just using personal experience. To me, the best way to get, you know, the grit from your kid or, or the tough, the hard work, um, the, the never die attitude is they've got to, um, they've got to respect you and they've got to, they have to like you. They have to, you have to be, have a good rapport with your kids, I think, in order to ask that much of them. So hey. if, if, um, you know, you don't, to me, it's hard to set a high expectation of asking kids for the, their very best at all times, not giving up, you know, you know, sucking it up in a sense, but doing those kind of things um, without a rapport, I, I don't think, I don't think that happens. So, um, um, they're gone. I do think that just having a positive relationship with your student athletes, um, it goes so, so far. Um, I don't think you can have an expectation of, you know, 110% if not only don't you have a positive relationship or rapport with the kid, but also I think a second thing is just, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk. So making sure that I know as a coach, I'm giving everything I have to my student athletes. I'm being tough in times of adversity, whether that's my personal life, professional life, um, and modeling that behavior for the kids that life's not easy. And like I said, especially during COVID times, and there's a lot of things that are going on behind, you know, closed doors with families of their parents losing jobs or whatever it may be of saying it's okay, you know, to be sad or it's okay to express those feelings. It's okay to come talk to me um, and, and let me, you know, open up and let me listen and maybe share some guidance of when I've gone through obstacles of what maybe I can do to help. Um, but it is, it is so much more important because to me, you're not going to be able to get the elite performance out of your athletes if they're not feeling confident, if they're not feeling respected and loved or that you have their back um, or that you understand that maybe they do need a practice off or whether they're overwhelmed with their academics or something's going on at home. Um, you know, we've got to do a much better job of, of balancing, not only teaching them the X's and O's of the sport that you're in, but also, yes, how do you take care of yourself? Because, you know, especially in a job like this, you've got to make sure that you make time for yourself. Um, and that's first and foremost, because I'm not able to do my job as well if I'm not taking care of me. So whatever that looks like, whether that's exercise for somebody reading, meditating, you know, it could be a number of things. I think for, for new ADs and myself included is making sure that I don't get so self-absorbed in this job because I feel like I could live here. You know, if I wanted to continue, if I didn't want to go home, I, there's plenty of work for me to do, or there's a game I could go to, um, or, you know, go off campus and find or sit at a practice, um, making sure you find that balance of taking care of yourself so you can be a better and more effective 
leader and um, professional. Yeah, I, I love some of the things that you shared. Um, obviously, you know, this idea of toughness, you have to define what that is for the kids. But, you know, you hit on the idea of, you know, modeling it yourself, um, you know, with, you know, showing up, giving your all, all that. And then the other side of that, you know, the self-care, uh, taking care of yourself and, and when needed, you know, taking a break, taking a day off, you can still be tough. Uh, that's part of it. Great, great stuff. Okay. Once again, we're visiting with Amy Elliott, the athletic director at Kentucky Country Day. We're going to take uh, one last break and hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, who sponsor the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. When we come back, uh, we're going to ask uh, Coach Elliott what tools she is going to put in the toolbox of a brand new AD. So uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out on some important information. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Okay, we're back with Amy Elliott, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Kentucky Country Day School. Well, Amy, this has been really cool getting to know you and find out uh, a little bit about what's going on in your uh, neck of the woods, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the Athletic Director's Toolbox, which again is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Uh, you're certainly an experienced AD, uh, but now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Amy Elliott's athletic director toolbox? Oh, that is very tough. I hope it would be a big toolbox for them. But uh, I would say the first thing, you know, that I think is just imperative for any athletic director is being organized. Um, you are in charge of so many different teams, coaches, athletes, facilities. Um, you, you've got to be organized. So however that may pan out for you, I know for me, um, one thing that helps is, is a visual. So I have a whiteboard in my office that every week um, I'll have all the games for that week that we'll host at home. Um, I also have, if you I can look up on here, I can kind of show it. I have every schedule posted of all, you know, our teams. So I'm, it's readily accessible that I can look at where's our seventh and eighth grade boys team playing tomorrow. Um, I like having that as a visual. Um, I also have a desk calendar that I just put our home games on again to make sure that, hey, is this night gonna have one game or five games? Um, and especially when it's spring or fall, 
that's kind of a bigger deal because we could have six games on campus and how are we going to, because of that day, um, deal with gate taking or parking. Um, so being organized is just essential. Um, you know, it will save you time, but at the same, you've, you've got to make sure that whatever, and again, I don't think there's a one, one way fits all. I've, you know, I've heard people put every single month up, you know, for the whole entire month up everything. Like for me, that's just overwhelming. Like I need to go week by week. You know what I mean? And I need to make sure that what has to be covered for that game? Are the officials there? Do we have a clock person? Do we have our PA person, um, you know, doing all the double and triple checks? So I'm kind of more of an organizational um, weekly. Now there are times where I'll come in on a Sunday so I can get and take a look at the whole month and, and kind of work ahead. But being organized is just essential. Um, and, and that includes me having weekly meetings with my associate athletic directors to make sure that, hey, am I, not, am I missing anything? You know, can you guys help me with a, B, and C. Um, so organization for sure. Um, and I guess going along with that, um, delegating. And that's not necessarily a strength of mine, um, but learning to use my associate athletic directors to help um, delegate tasks that I need to get done, knowing that whether you're a perfectionist or not, you know, they're going to do a great job. And you've got to make sure that you, um, I think as a leader, you've got to give others opportunities to shine and to get their, put their twist on things and um, trust others that you know can do a great job um, and support you. So you're not overwhelmed with things that, because again, there's so many little tiny things, whether it's entering schedules and, you know, for different schools, like we have a school calendar, we have a, um, you know, an arbiter calendar, we have max preps, we have, um, I have to do it for tick, you know, online ticketing. There's so many different things to do that, trying to do it all on your own is, is, is just not beneficial for anybody. Um, so delegating tasks to those that want the, the, the challenge and want to help you and support you. And so that's from associate athletic directors, you know, to coaches or, you know, even colleagues of a, Hey, can you do this for me? Cause you're great at, you know, a photo shoot. Can you come help you know, do this for me? So delegating is, is something that I'm still learning and still trying to do a better job of, of just knowing you can't do it all and you've got to trust others and support them in their journey to kind of take on those leader leadership positions, excuse me. Um, I guess if I had to do a third is, is the, the balance, the work-life balance of my mama four, um, you know, married, being a mom, being a wife, being, you know, in the past a coach and a teacher. And um, now as an athletic director, making sure that I'm, making time for my family, making time for um, myself, and whether that means, you know, I've been very lucky in the position that I'm at, and my head of school is very supportive of, hey, if you, you know, need to take an hour, and you're going to go work out, or, you know, because you're going to be here until 10 o'clock tonight, if you're getting your work done, you know, that's whatever that health benefit is for you, make sure you're taking care of yourself, you know, um, I'm dropping my kids off here because they go to school here at 7.30. And so there are days I'm here from 7.30 to almost 10. So him encouraging me to be okay with taking a break, whether that's at 10 a.m., whether that's at 1 a.m., you know, doing something to give myself that break, that mental health. So I'm going to be the best me when I'm on campus and when I, you know, am in action. Um, and that's hard too, because I feel like, I think I said this before, I mean, there's so much to do. You could be here from, you know, yeah, seven to 10 every night, but that's not healthy and that's not good. And you've got to find that balance of putting, you know, your family or your friends or whoever it is, is just as important and your well-being and your health is going to make a better you. And I think that goes along with what we're talking about of teaching the kids, like, you know, modeling that, because it's going to be hard for me to say, hey, you need to model taking care of yourself 
if I'm not doing the same thing. So I think that's those things. I think those three are probably the most important for me is organization, delegation, and, and kind of self-care and balance for sure. I mean, they're all such great tools. And again, talking about delegation, I, I think it's so important. It was one of the hardest tools for me to develop uh, over my AD career is just, you know, letting go and, and, yeah. and <laughs> letting people help and, and letting them grow by having the additional responsibility. And then again, you mentioned, uh, you know, those late nights, um, you know, it didn't happen often, but if there was a next day where, you know, we might not have games or I didn't have meetings, you know, my boss was very supportive, you know, if I, you know, got to the office at nine o'clock and instead of seven 30, cause you know, there just wasn't anything going on. Very, very cool points. Okay. Amy, this has been really neat. Um, once again, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and it sounds like they really should, uh, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, email is probably the easiest way to contact me. My email is my name, amy.elliot. So it's A-M-Y dot E-L-L-I-O-T-T. And it's at kcd.org. So KCD stands for Kentucky Country Day. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you and, and yeah, give you advice, but also get advice from you um, and anything that you want to talk about. All right. Well, again, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. All the best moving forward. Uh, again, you and I talked a little bit about COVID, but uh, hope that all works out for you. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Jake. I really appreciate your time and having me on the show. Yeah, it was great. For our listeners, the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Uh, we hope you come back for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We also hope that you uh, reach out to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out about all the things that Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.